and this was the first time that I went, oh, I don't actually like this and I don't know if I want to be doing this anymore. I just did not know what else to do. I did not know if there was another career out there for me. I didn't know how to get out of it, so I just stayed in it. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Welcome to the Happen to Your Career podcast. I'm Scott Anthony Barlow. This is the show where we share stories of how high achievers find career happiness and meaning. How do you know when you've made the right decision for your career? Because honestly, sometimes it's it's pretty difficult, right? What if you think you know what you want, only then you go ahead and you make a change, you get a new job, and then it doesn't work out. Now, I got to talk to someone today who's been down that road. So I'm a commercial manager. Um, I've just started working for a great company. It's actually a radio station here in Australia. Um, so it's a completely different industry than I've worked in before. Louise is a Brit who relocated to Australia and now she has a job she loves. But before, honestly, it wasn't that great for even a few years, in fact. And I mean, sure, she's had a ton of success in her career. Now, the only problem with that was it wasn't necessarily the success that she wanted. So she changed jobs and then she did it again. And it turns out it didn't have the impact that she wanted to. And we'll tell you all about that, but let's go way back for just a minute. (laughs) So I started out and it's quite a sad story, really. When somebody asks you what you want to be when you're, when you're little, I, um, and I don't actually know why, but I said, I wanted to be an accountant. Really? Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are you the only one in the world that said that when you were... I believe so. And I don't know whether I should admit to it or not, but I think I was about age six. And um, like my my background, I'm the first in my family to go to university and yeah. to do professional qualifications. So I don't really know where this idea came from, but I used to enjoy counting. My mom and dad used to collect copper coins and I used to enjoy counting then. So I don't know where that came from. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's quite sad. You know, I didn't want to be a, you know, a hair hostess or, you know, any of those like, other exciting jobs that people Yeah. What, what are the ones people that, I don't know, uh, I want to, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a firefighter. Yes. I want to be a doctor. I want to whatever else. And you know, I, I, said uh, accounting in jest. I actually know a bunch of people that absolutely love accounting. I don't personally, and I don't have the strengths that are very suitable for accounting, but I think that that's super cool. And I love how unique that is that, you know, eight years old, you're like, I want to be an accountant. I probably couldn't have told you what one did, but um, yeah, that's how I started. So I kind of, I did, uh, you know, business studies at university, went through, and I've had a very linear career path. Um, And there's probably wasn't a huge amount of thought into my path. Um, And I mean that in terms of, I was just in that traditional, you get a job, you work hard, you get promotion, you move up, you do a slightly different job. 
And that's kind of what I've done. So I started off um, studying SEMA, so Chartered Management Accountants. Yeah. And I just moved through roles of, you know, with job descriptions of management accountant, financial accountant. And yeah, I just did that. Every move was a was a promotion and a chance to do new skills. But over the last 15 years or so, I've pretty much been in the same in the same career, just moving from I don't do any day-to-day transaction stuff now. So I've moved from having to actually make sure the PL is okay or looking at balance sheets. I hate that. That's not where my my motivation lies. So thankfully that's all moved away. That's been, you know, learned, done, helped me to be where I am today. And now it's moving towards the strategic and the real business conversations. When did you realize, I'm curious, like where along the way did you have some of those realizations that, you know, going from, Hey, I'm eight years old and want to be an accountant to moving into it and starting to realize that I actually don't really like the balance sheet type stuff. Do you remember, do you remember any specific moments where you had that realization? No, I just think looking back, there's, I just knew that there was parts of my job that really frustrated me. And, um, it's, there's probably no specific moment and it's probably, um, maybe only over the last three to four years that I've really thought about why do I get frustrated or what's not motivating me? And then it's kind of, I just don't like that day to day. Um, cause the situation may change, the industry may change, but what you're actually doing doesn't change. So for me, I just got really bored. So after you recognized that you were getting bored, then what, what happened from there? Cause you says, you sounded like, you know, that was three or four years ago at this point. And what, what ended up happening from there in your career as you acknowledged, Hey, look, this, this kind of sucks. And I don't want to do this forever. It uh, might be somebody's gig, but it's probably not where I want to spend the vast majority of my time. What, what happened at that point? Yeah. So, um, the, the first time I started thinking about this, it probably, or definitely wasn't in the way I think about it now. So it was right. Okay. I, this is boring me. It's not happening for me. Let's just go and do it somewhere else. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be completely different in a new, in a new business. Um, so I had an opportunity to work for a company, which, um, the role had never existed before. So, um, it was a, a startup element of a huge corporate global company and they'd never needed somebody locally. Um, to look at the stuff that I look at. So I kind of thought that that would be a nice avenue to um, move away, try something different and see if I could, you know, craft that wall myself um, and make it do what I want to do. And I was promised that it would be a mix of the transactional and strategic. Yeah. So I was like, this is great. You know, it's the perfect opportunity for me to, you know, get that experience and really up um, the, um, what I can say to people that this is what I do and really prove that I do more than the typical accountant. Um, didn't actually work out that way. I was going to ask you how how it happened in reality. (laughs) It sounds like there's a, there's another shoe dropping here someplace. (laughs) yeah I think um you know and this is a uh it was a huge learn for me as well and it has really made me since when I've had interviews with other company it's really made me go to that thought of um 
you interview the company as well. They just don't interview you. And it's it, it, the lesson for me that really helped in the fact that, you know, I really needed to draw down into a bit more detail because while the intention was there, they just went at the stage right, to have that person who was ready to do what I wanted to do and which had kind of done throughout my career. You know, it's always been a part of my role to do the the challenging, the asking the questions, the looking at things a slightly different way. Um, but yeah, day, it seemed the day-to-day dragged me down more than I thought it would, or more than they thought it would as well. Um, and that, um, it also wasn't a very good environment. And it's the first time I think I've been in an environment that I really struggled with. A lot of people have been working together for a long time, had been in similar industries for a long time. And so their thought patterns had kind of automatically convened. And so, you know, I come in, I've worked for multiple different industries. I've changed jobs quite regularly. Yeah. Um, And so I come in with a whole new different um, set of thoughts and ideas and ways of seeing things. And I don't think they were quite ready for some of my <laughs> some of my questions. So you had infiltrated the club and you've got all of these new different experiences and and everything else that goes along with it and at that point in time it sounds like they they were less than what you'd hoped for receptive. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. Yes. So that was the first time that I let um Korea is very very important to me it's um it's probably i've only realized this after working with lisa over the last year or so i put so much weight on my career it kind of defined me in a way Uh and i think some of that might be because of my you know upbringing and the fact that i'm the only one to have done this thing so me you know nobody else has made me feel this way but i've put it on me you know that i had to be great at this i had to know what i was doing you know i had to constantly you know progress um and that i would just be this one that had it all sorted and this was the first time that i went oh i don't actually like this and i don't know if i want to be doing this anymore that is so interesting if i might ask you about that for just a second because i think it's fascinating that when we and I've very much done. I've done this a lot of different times in my life too, where I will define who I am in some ways by what it is that I'm doing at that particular time. Often it is also with my career, and it's interesting how that can cause you to, in some cases, like stay stay in a place longer than you probably should have. So I'm yes. curious was that the was that what happened there as well? Because it sounds like at some point you recognize that. But uh, is how did how did you think about that once you started to realize that hey this is this this definition of myself is um, is causing some less than desirable pieces? <laughs> yeah, there's probably two things to it. One is um, you know you just tell yourself suck it up. You know, yes. <laughs> you kind of just, yeah, you just, absolutely. you know, you're in a really good position compared to other people. You know, your salary is great. You're working for big name companies. You've had progression. You know, when you go and speak to people, um, it's taken me a long time to kind of be, um, be able to, um, be proud of my achievements and be able to sell them to people rather than underplaying them. Um, so it kind of like, oh, just what are you complaining about? 
you know, this is just, you've got it all. Don't just get over it. It just must be a, a, a phase that you're going through. And then the other side of that is I just really did not know what another option was or what, what I wanted. So, um, and that was one of the hardest things. And so even from this role, I moved again to another company and did almost exactly the same role. Yeah. I, I still went through that. It must be the company. It's the company that's making me feel this way, not the actual role. But because I just did not know what else to do. I did not know if there was another career out there for me. I did not know. I didn't know how to get out of it. So I just stayed in it. What was that? What was that like? Because that's, you know, still semi recent for you. <laughs> but what was that like being in that particular place where you didn't? didn't know but realized that something's wrong yeah really hard because I, it happened again in the role afterwards so this was two roles in a row that I was having these feelings and I I was so felt so trapped and it really impacted um you know I'm normally a happy bubbly person yeah. um my friends would say that I'm always up for a laugh. You know, I'm the one that kind of, you know, will try and look on the positive side. And I went the complete opposite. I was a nightmare. I wasn't quite married at the time, but my poor husband, um, I've never cried so much because I just felt completely trapped and not knowing what to do. And um, as well as uh, I normally pride myself on being the tough one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So for me to just, I just, and I couldn't even tell him at points why I was crying. Because when you're trying to articulate to people why you're feeling, how you're feeling, if you're trying to give examples, I found a lot, they sound really minor when you're trying to give examples, because it's hard to explain to people why you're feeling the way you are. It's just when you add it all up together in a, in a big bucket, and it's obviously making you feel so bad, but I found it really hard to not only understand myself, um, but also to explain to other people. So I felt like it was in a cycle of, I didn't have anybody or I felt like I, people, I wasn't explaining to people well enough so that they could help me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, it, it's hard to, it's hard to understand. I mean, for, let's be honest, even when you're in it and you're experiencing it, it's hard to understand for yourself to be able to, yes. to to really truly get what's what's going on, um, let alone be able to help other people understand as well, because in some ways too, especially if you have done well and you know you've you have been continuously moving up up the the ranks, you've you've done a lot of things that most people would look at from the outside and say, "Wow, she, you know she." got an amazing, amazing life and career and everything else along those lines. And it is difficult to be able to articulate that in a way that really helps people understand what's going on from the inside, looking out. Yeah. Especially because people, you know, everybody, uh, I, everybody gets days where, you know, they hate their job or things are not going well, or they might be a bit lower than they yeah. normally are. Yeah. Um, it's just hard to, kind of tell people that that's how you feel almost every minute of every day. And um, 
I felt like my energy, I was just taking all of my energy just to get through the day, never mind thinking about what I wanted to be doing and how to get out of it. That that was way past me because it was such hard work to get up in the morning, get in the car, drive to work, do a full day at work and get home and feel like I'd managed to get through the day. We, We see this really interesting phenomenon as we work with people over the years. And we see that for that exact reason, it really starts to compound. And actually, it, it turns an already complex and frustrating problem into an even much larger and more complex one, too, because not only are you doing exactly what you described, like you're in a you're in a role where it's totally zapping your energy. And at the same time, it's difficult to be able to explain it to other people, understand what is going on, but then even trying to think about what to do about it after you've already you know, spent day after day after day where your energy is zapped and is taking all of, all of those pieces of you, then it turns into this bit of a cycle where, uh, and we call this the stuck cycle again and again, but I'm curious what, what happened where you decided, look, I've got to do something differently and what how did you begin to get out of this? Yeah, I think um, I've always been a pretty, my personality, I've always been really big into you know, self-development, doing other things, challenging myself. So I do naturally have that mindset of um, I don't like to sit and complain about stuff Yes, and not do something about it. That's yes. just me. Um, but I think um, one of the, and it's quite this um, uh, being completely open and it's quite vulnerable for me to be open. I was out with, uh, for dinner with my husband. Let's say we weren't um, married then, but we were planning the wedding and I was crying in the restaurant. <sighs> yeah. And it's like, wow. this is not what life is. This is not, you know, we're trying to plan the wedding. I've got so many exciting things to be looking forward to. Why am I crying in a public restaurant, embarrassing me? And uh, you know, my poor husband didn't know what to do. <laughs> he he sounds like <laughs> that is the ultimate test, by the way. Clearly, you've got a good guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's been he's been very good. And I think it was really hard for him as well because when we met, as I say, I've always portrayed that I've got things sorted, you know, career is really important. And so he saw a change from the person he met to somebody who was really strong, knew where she was going, had everything in her sights, um, enjoyed life to this person. He's like, why are you crying again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. He still married me. So, um, (laughs) Thankfully, he's de- he's definitely a good one. <laughs> That's funny. There's there's a test. It might be hard to duplicate <laughs> that exact exact test, but if you find yourself in that place and they react this way, you know you've got a yes. good one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it took him. Um, you know, he really tried to understand. He he does a similar role to me now. Um, yeah. He came through it in a different way. He did the audit background. I've never done audit, um, so. I think in one way it was harder for him to understand because he does that role. He was having the same experience as me, but it wasn't impacting him in the way that it was impacting me. Mm. And I just got to that point where I thought, this is not me. This is, I've been crying on friends. I've been crying on Mark. I, um, down the line, but I can remember Lisa and I had our um, mock interview session booked in. Yeah. And, 
I just derailed it completely because the minute she said hello, I burst out crying. So to give people a little <laughs> bit of context, um, at, at some point along the way, as you recognize that you wanted to make changes, we we got the pleasure of working with you and Lisa, who's one of the coaches on our team. And you can hear Lisa's story actually back in episode 147. Um, you you got to work with Lisa and uh, through our career change bootcamp program, right? Oh. Yes, I did. Um, so, and it took me a while to get to that point of asking for help. Um, what, what, I, what took that? Um, what, do you, what did you perceive as the hardest part to get to that point of asking for help like you're talking about? Um, so I think for me, it's just um, I thought I had to figure it all out myself. You know, it's that kind of vulnerability and saying to somebody, I don't actually know and um being open and um so for for months i listened to the podcast on my way to and from work i'd be uh listening i'd be thinking yeah this sounds really great this is something i definitely need but actually you know writing that email or making that step to actually say i need this um was somehow really hard for me um so i remember having a um but as i said i I've also got that fundamental part of me that doesn't just like to let things carry on. Once I know that something needs to be changed, um, I will kind of know I need to change it. And I was one of my, um, my younger brother, he's only a few years younger than me, but he said something to me once, which always resonated with me. Yeah. Um, he, he said, um, things might not work out the way you want them to work out, but you've never not done what you wanted to do. You've always found a way. You've just got to be, remember that it might be a different way to what you want, wanted it to be. Mm. And that, you know, for that, I don't know if my brother um, knows how much that's resonated with me and stuck with me. And so for me, that was that, right. Okay. I know I need to change. I know I need help. I can't do this on my own. Um, and, you know, I, I have to let my, Pride maybe is not the right word, but I have to let that go a little bit and say to somebody, um, I need help. So I actually took a, I think I had a few conversations or I got in touch um, and discussed working on career change bootcamp. And then I got a little bit of the cold feet and I backed off (laughs) and uh, I went on holiday. And then just the thought of actually going back to work after that holiday, um, it was like, I can't do it. I don't, I've only been away for two weeks, but this, no, I really need to be serious about this now and do something about this. And that's when I um, finally thought, right, I'm committed. I'm going to get some help. And that's when I signed up for career change bootcamp. That is, that is so interesting. And I think that that is so real world. And I appreciate you sharing that because a lot of times that's, that's how it happens for most of us. It happens in stages. It's not like this epiphany at the top of a mountain i don't know after whatever and all of a sudden like we we know what we're going to do and we know how we're going to get help and we know how we're going to like make it all happen and everything else along those lines that really happens in those um smaller realizations and then that event leads to another event and another event and then yeah. all of a sudden we're at the point where it's like okay i've got to do something <laughs> but it's all of the other pieces that got you to that point as as well so i i so appreciate you sharing that what what do you feel like um as as you went through and as you started after you made that commitment have hey i have to do something and i've got to i've got to double down on this um 
what was that like for you as you were as you made the commitment and to making the change and um and putting even more time and effort into that what happened from there yeah so i think for me and kind of makes sense now after i've done you know strengths find down worked out my strengths once i'd actually made the commitment and the ball was rolling i felt like a, a weight had been lifted off purely because i was doing something um so rather than sitting in my head you know brain going over time constantly thinking but not knowing which way to go even just the simple act of saying right okay there's i have a path there's a there's a structure to this and i have somebody there to help me through this it really made me feel like there is a way out of this um so even just the beginning was like, okay, I can do this. You know, it kind of, it was still, I was still feeling a bit nervous about opening up and, you know, um, sometimes you feel like you have to have all the answers and you, you know, you have to have the right answer. Yeah. And so, um, and I didn't, and I still don't have all of the answers. I wish I had right all answer. the answers. That would be fantastic. <laughs> So it's kind of, you know, I had to open, you know, get used to opening myself up to that and, um, you know, being asked a question and not knowing how to answer and having that awkward, oh, I actually don't know. This is going to take me a long time to think about it. But um, knowing that there was a structure on the path and there was actually activities to take and also knowing that I really felt like I had Lisa in my corner. You know, it was somebody who completely understood what I was going through. So when you're talking to um, somebody like Lisa and uh, the rest of your team, yeah. you don't have to go through the preamble of why you're feeling the way you're feeling. They just get it. You know, they, you've worked with so many different people. You've had some of the same thoughts yourself. So it kind of cuts out a lot of that initial, um, you know, introduction of why are you doing this and you can start off on the whys and you know the reasons why the what are the actual you know real details that are making you feel the way you feel um to get you you kind of get into it straight away which I think was great because once I thought I was actually doing something you know one of um I like execution is one of my actually moving forward and getting things done and focus and finishing a task at the end of the day Yeah, is, um, that's what I figured out. What makes me, what makes me work. And it doesn't matter what task it is. It could be anything, but you're going to make it happen. Yes. (laughs) As long as I feel like I've been productive in the day, um, then that's me going to bed feeling like I've had a good day. And so the program helped me to know, um, okay, there's stuff to do. You know, there's um, the, you know, the strength finders test to do. It's the exercises on, you know, planning your day, what your ideal day would be. Um, you know, what parts of your job do you like? What parts do you don't like? And then even taking it further than that and, you know, outside of your career as well. You know, what do you enjoy doing? And um, I went through a couple of different notebooks um I just wrote everything down and I it took me a while to get used to it but looking back now I liked I like the fact that Lisa would ask me a question and I wouldn't be able to answer it and I'd have to go away and really really think about it rather than what, what, what's an example of it? I'm super curious what do, do you remember any examples of that what's what's one time where that happened where Lisa had asked you a question and you had you're like I don't I don't know. Let me let me think about that. Just the well, the first one is what would you do if you weren't doing what you were doing now? 
yeah. complete complete blank for me complete and utter blank and I that meant I really had to go down into the detail of what it is um I don't I didn't dislike my the entire of my role and what I was doing day to day I had to get down into um and it wasn't it wasn't specifically task related the task related part is the easy part uh-huh. um I think you can you can almost say quite easily I don't like doing that particular task in a day whether it be standard reporting or you know admin type work or whatever it may be it was more the um the interactions with people and what is fundamentally um not working so and, and to be honest um one of this thing um one of these things have only just clicked with me recently yeah <laughs> and it's for lisa probably told me at the time but you know when your brain's working overtime it's taken a while to click in because i am so my strengths are so in you know uh, i'm on the learner side i feel like i have to learn constantly yep. um so doing the same role but for different companies wasn't enough for me because even though I was learning about different industries, there was no real different thought process. Mm, yes, that's, that's super same, interesting. It's the same discussions. So for you, then was it was it that it was um not not the right continuous scope or not the right level of challenge in terms of learning or not the right what was it about that that type of learning as opposed to the type of learning that was re- that is really good for you it's it was because it was there was it felt like there was no real development in the learning mm. so it was um yes my i i was learning about a different situation but when you're doing the role that I do, your brain works in a certain way. And so my brain was always working in that way. It was find the problem, find the root cause, see who it's impacting, see which um, you know people you need to talk to to get it changed. What are your options? And so while the situations may have been very different, it was the same process going through so um you know you might get a few curveballs thrown in from a a technical point of view or somebody throws in something different but it doesn't change that thought process for you if that explaining that very well yeah that makes a that makes a ton of sense and and i think that i wanted you to dive into that one because i'm always curious about other people's perspectives but i think that that's that's something that's uh, a bit of a commonality with many of the many of the people that listen to happen to your career a lot of us are very very interested in learning and need that measure of learning in uh, in different ways in some in some case actually in different ways in a lot of cases compared to the average person so i i so appreciate you taking the time to detail that out so here's a different question though and i'm super curious you know you you ended up working with with Lisa and had a lot of these realizations along the way. What what caused you, or what do you feel like allowed you to make the most headway on this? Aside from some of the realizations that the that you had, because now you're in this new role, and it didn't happen by magic. It was it was a <laughs> bunch of hard work. You and I, before we hit the record button, too, said. Hey. 
hey, when you're in the moment, it really just feels like a lot of hard work in some ways, right? Yes, it does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think um, the real realization, and this was um, this is why Lisa was um, worth her weight in gold. Um, it was the realization that like, I don't have to go from a bad situation to the perfect situation straight away. Mm. I just wasn't in that place, you know. Going back to my mental and emotional state. Trying to do so, I did go and I spoke to you know ten or twenty people in the areas I thought I wanted to do in the companies I wanted to work with. I was I was doing all of that, and that's actually um, I'll probably come back to that later. That was really really beneficial for me, but it wasn't getting me to into a good place. Um, and so a conversation with Lisa was right. Okay, how do we get you into a pair, a place where you can then start thinking about that? Because um, going from that to that is not working. You, my my brain could not cope with the the thought process of I needed to get out of my mental state of where I was at the moment. I needed to get out of a company that and a role that wasn't making me fulfilled and was perpetuating this you know, negative vibe. And so that was where the planning of, okay, so what's really important to you really came into place. So for me, um, there was a couple of um, key buckets. So when you look at, you know, culture of a company, location of a company, whether there's um, a different type of industry whether um you know flexibility plays a part and also for me i'm a big i have a, a huge social conscience so i do um quite a fair bit of um, mentoring through charities for either uh, young Very females cool. who might have had it tough um and also i've got one um one charity that works here in australia it's the opposite it's the overachievers and these overachievers just need somebody. I have not somebody. heard of that one. What's, what's the name of that one? I'm so curious now. It's called Aim for the Stars. And uh, they give um, uh, grants or sponsorships to females who are doing really amazing things in their field. And it could be any field. It could be musicians, scientists. Um, they did have one lady who wanted to be the first commercial female pilot um, in Australia. Um, or there was a particular... Re- Think that she wanted to hit the sport but because these people are so good at what they do um i think they've realized that they still need help they still need someone to talk through with things with and you know they they have those they maybe have doubts more than other people because they are aware of what they need to do yes so i um so i that for me that social conscience um in a company was a big thought so um the work with Lisa really helped me narrow down. And so we kind of, um, we decided that the best route for me at the time was to get myself into a really good company that ticked off uh, those items. Yeah. And then we can potentially think about longer term, see how I feel about the role in a new company that does tick off those items. So um, it kind of, everything, um, flow through i went to speak to um you know lots of different people and i spoke to people in charities and foundations and 
worked out really quickly that wasn't the avenue for me um, because they have a lot of transactional day-to-day niggly frustrations that would just move me from having that scenario somewhere to somewhere else. Yes. Um, plus, uh, the you know, the pay, the salary isn't um, exactly where I needed it to be. Um, I had conversations with people who we were started talking about where I might want to go. And there was one lady who asked me to create a pitch deck. And she really worked with me and Lisa worked on me as with me as well to kind of create this five or six page deck that would explain who I am, what I want very uh, succinctly, but also in the most effective, strong way. Yeah. And all, all these things really help get towards, you know, I was applying for jobs and I was going for some interviews and I was in the interview and it all helped me to sell myself better in that interview, but it also helped me to recognize, oh, I don't think I want to work here. You know, I'm going to be moving again to a company where it might not be the right fit for me. Um, And so at the end of last year, so I've only been in my current role for just under three months now. Uh, At the end of last year, this opportunity came up and it kind of excited me from a company perspective. As I said, being a radio station, um, it's got that different vibe. And so I've got myself into a situation now where I've probably ticked off um, five of my main things and boxes of what a company location, the culture needs to be for me. so uh, the culture and the registration is amazing. Everybody's really friendly. Um, it sounds so small, but I was in the kitchen making myself a cup of tea and people were coming up and introducing themselves to me, saying, welcome, we haven't seen you before. Whereas in past companies, I've been in a situation where people were just walking past each other without smiling. Oh, straight, <laughs> straight on by. And you, you know what? Yeah. That's, that is, so here's what I think people might, gloss over as they're listening to this or might not realize is that to be able to get to that level of specificity in terms of what you are looking for in a role to be able to recognize that uh, in advance, hey, this this organization and this opportunity really does check off a huge amount of these boxes, especially some of the most important ones to me, it is no small effort to get there. And um, I think it's, it's, I wanted to call that out just one to say kudos to you because it is the hard work that most people on the face of the planet will not do because it is difficult and it is challenging and it is, um, <laughs> it is, it is thought work and it is it, hard to do a, alone too, let alone even mm-hmm. with somebody, you know, working with somebody like Lisa makes it possible, but it's, it's still a challenge, right? So I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah that to be lost on, on people, but at the same time, you know, really, really nice work recognizing that. And I love what you pointed out earlier that, you know, what it's, it, it's about each individual step and it can't be about going from going from the place where you're at to the absolute perfect thing. One, because there yeah. is no absolute perfect thing out there. There's, um, <laughs> perfection is, is the enemy of a lot of different <laughs> things. And in fact, you know, we just on a recent episode with uh, Caroline, another another coach on our team, episode two twenty six, we dug into that bit on perfectionism. But here's here's what I'm curious about. You know, after going through all of that, 
what what advice would you offer people that are in that same place that you've been where maybe they've changed changed roles a couple of times and and found themselves close to back in the in the same place or maybe they're realizing for the first time that I really do want something more and it is okay for me to want something different than than where I'm at what what advice would you give those people yeah i um i would say you have to take the pressure off yourself and it's easier said than done sometimes but it's I think and we, it's, we all put the pressure on ourselves. I think in a lot of situations, there's not other people putting the pressure on us. It's us putting the pressure on ourselves. So take the pressure off, but really think about, um, I found, because you have to think about not just the role, but the people. You've got to think about everything. Because I remember when I did the, you know, what does your ideal day look like? Um, I felt like I was being a bit spoiled by saying certain things. <laughs> You know, I want to be able to, you know, wake up whatever time in the morning I want to wake up and I want to be able to have a cup of tea in bed (laughs) before I go to work and um, really get down into those details because it's not those, for me, I find that it's not those details as such that will make you, you know, having a cup of tea before you go to work in the morning is not going to make you figure out what's going on, but you find, you find a pattern um in what you actually really need in your day to get to get you know through the day in the most positive um fulfilled way so um you know for me i needed to know um what kind of people i wanted to be around and so yeah i would say take the pressure off really get down into the detail um and one of the things for me um Excuse me. <coughs> uh, was kind of realizing that potentially, which is so different from where I was when I've made, I come from making career everything. Yes. yes. Um, I've now realized that for me, career can't be everything. Interesting. That is. So what I would love to wrap up on that. Why, why is that? How what, what is it? What what does it need to be in your your particular life? So, in career for me, or oh, my role is the it's the well, take the fundamentals out of the way. It's what's going to pay me to make me be able to live. It's going to have. Um, I do need a bit of structure in my day, so it will give me a bit of structure in my day. It will get me around people. I do need to be around people. I need to have those conversations. I'm not one who could, I love working from home um, every now and again on my own, but I really need that connection. Yeah. But it's um, for me knowing, especially because I'm in the same role that I've been doing over the past couple of years. Um, it gives me that comfort of, I know what I'm doing. Yes, I'm going to get new challenges, but it's probably more challenges of how to influence people or how to make people go a certain way or think about things differently. Um, it gives me that stability to then uh, experience and explore other parts of my life that are really important to me. Um, so, um, as I said, you know, I've got that social conscience. So, I. I'm going to pick up another mentee. So I'm going to, if I've got the time, if I've got a role that's, you know, at the moment, um, thankfully I can do, you know, not quite, but I can do nine to five. 
Um, so that gives me so much time then to then spend time to help other people that at one point I thought would be good to go down as a career, but I don't think it is the right career for me, but I can still get it in my life now because I've got the time and I've got the energy. Um, from a learning perspective, I've always, I've had it on my list to be, I used to be fairly um, fluent in French, um, but I haven't yeah. spoke French for about 15 years. Um, we're going on holiday um, to France in September. So I now have a goal that I want to be fluent um, by September. So I have oh, now got amazing. the time to speak to, uh, I'm now having lessons. That and so, is very cool. I, I feel like I've got myself into a situation where I'm in a healthy state and I've realized that I can get fulfillment through other areas and not just through work. You know, I've got the time to spend with my husband and with my friends and be there. You know, I live in Australia, my family are in the UK, so I have to make a lot of effort to keep in touch with family and friends. Um, but I'm in a position now where I can do that and I can feel good about what I'm doing and I'm, I'm getting what I need mentally. You know, I'm learning. I've got the comfort of work in a role that I feel comfortable doing. It's a new, it's a new company. So obviously I'm still in that stage of, um, everything's new and I'm kind of trying to settle in, but I, I feel like there's three or four different streams of my life now that I can work in. And um, my company is setting up a foundation, um, it's a social foundation. Um, so you never know where that might go. I can hopefully spend a lot of time towards that as well. And then that links my, my kind of my desire to do good in the world in my workplace. I, you know, I, I absolutely love that. And I so appreciate you pointing that out too. And that mindset change is huge. Oh, yes. In terms of looking, looking at not just your career as being the thing, but having to enable all the parts of your life and yes. having those work together. So I just want to say congratulations, first of all, because I've only gotten to congratulate you by email so far. And this is amazing to be able to have the opportunity to, uh, to talk to you about this. And I, I so appreciate you taking the time to share with everybody else. And I know that so many people are going to benefit from this. Nice, nice work, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, as I said, it's only when you step back and realize how much work you've done that you, you can then go, ah, I've done this. Yeah, this is, this was good. <laughs> We've captured everything Louise and I talked about over at happentoyourcareer.com slash 230, where you can download all the transcripts and even learn more about Louise's story next week. On HTYC, we answer one of the most common questions that we get. How do you actually connect and build relationships with people who are difficult to reach? So if you're wanting to talk to a hiring manager and you're looking for someone to make that introduction, go to LinkedIn, go to Facebook, see where the mutual connections are. They're one, two, three degrees away and start to get introduced through the change to that person because then you open the door. That's Dara. And next week, we break down step-by-step step on how to reach people that you didn't think you could reach and even build relationships with them. Until then, I am going to hang out right here until I see you next Monday. Okay, I'm not going to hang out right here, but I will see you next Monday. That's right here on Happened to Your Career. Until then, I am out. Adios. Adios.